0: The cold truth is Jake Gensel let everyone down in the building. I mean, on the night that you're giving away free hats and all he can come up with are two goals. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins 5, Blue Jackets 1, and it wasn't anywhere near that close or interesting. It actually was a little dull, to be honest. I have no earthly clue how Columbus has managed to stay within even 13 points Of the playoff picture. But there they are hovering in a distant orbit. As the ninth place team. In the East. There's just nothing there. Now on top of that. It was their 7th game in 12 days. And they don't have any goaltending. And once Eunice Corposalo. Had a really nice first period. And then a really awful second period. Like I said. Boring. However. Along the way. Club won it's third in a row. Club won. Ricard Raquel's debut in Pittsburgh. He, he was all right. You know, he was operating on no sleep, was put on the left wing of the third line, as Mike Sullivan would acknowledge afterward, not at all where he's going to be, not on that side and not on that line. They just wanted to kind of take it easy on him. And Raquel himself said that he felt like he had heavy legs. I should mention that Brian Rust scored one of the better goals of Brian Rust's career. Beautiful zone entry, catching an aerial pass from Evgeny Malkin, settling it down, scooting around the Columbus defense, and then just overwhelming Corpusala with a wicked forehand move. And somewhere within there, Jake scored a couple of goals. Isn't that kind of how it goes with Jake? The goals aren't necessarily breathtaking. A lot like Jake himself. Not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, not the strongest guy. He just scores goals. These were his 30th and 31st. One of them was a slam dunk open net courtesy of a fine lateral feed from Sid The other one was Sid just kind of flicking the puck toward Corpus and it hit Jake's thigh and bounced in. Hey, man, whatever, whatever. He's been doing this for so long that we're way past wondering how he just scores goals. Listen to Mike
1: Sullivan. I just think it's an indication of his goal-scoring prowess. You know, hes uh, I think he's been one of the better goal scorers in the league uh, over the last handful of years. He he does it consistently uh, year in and year out. And so uh, it's hard to score goals in this league. And and at the rate that Jake scores them, I think, is just an indication of his uh, of his touch, he's, he's, a, he's a goal scorer in the, in the true sense of the word. He, he has an uncanny ability to, to find the, the, the quiet ice uh, at the right time, and, and, and he's playing with guys that, that are, are talented enough that get him the puck in those areas. But it, there's more than just getting, getting him the puck. I think his ability to find the ice and, and get to the soft spots, I think, is, is what separates him from, from others. I also think he plays the game with a lot of courage. For a guy that's not overly big in stature, uh, he sure plays the game like he's a giant. And, you know, he goes to the net front. He scores a lot of blue paint goals within two feet of the blue paint. Uh, But he also can beat you off the rush with his wrist shot or off of a face-off play. He he can score goals different ways. But, But for me, I think his courage and his competitiveness has a lot to do with it as well.
0: Heck, even Jake, who never at all... Likes to talk about his own achievements. Had something to say on the subject of being a thirty-goal scorer for the second time in his NHL career.
1: Yeah, it's it's a cool number. I mean, you just to be um, be able to get thirty goals, is pretty special in this league. You know, it's hard to score goals, so uh, I'm pretty lucky to play along uh, some si- uh, alongside really good players and uh, makes it easy on some of the goals for me. So uh, it's just a cool number, and, and hopefully they keep coming.
0: That's about as much as you'll get out of him. But that's all right. His talking happens on the ice. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit Pittsburgh food Bank. Dot org. I will argue that this has been Jake's best season. And yeah, I know you could go back to the incredible playoff that he had in Philadelphia because, you know, playoffs do count too. And you could go to the 40-goal season. But this was the one, I thought, from the outset, where he was most challenged to produce on his own. The first seven or eight games, he was coming off COVID, and he acknowledged that was no picnic. Uh, He did not have one of those COVID bouts that was asymptomatic. It took him a while to recover. It took him a while to be his best self. For the first, I don't know, eight or nine games, I can actually recall being critical. I didn't like parts of his game. Not just the not scoring. There was other Things that I saw that just weren't very Jake-like. And then he just started doing what he does. It didn't matter who his line mates were. It didn't matter uh, if and when Sid was going to be back. He just started scoring goals. And, of course, creating plays for others because he's pretty much equally capable of doing that. This is, to be clear, a star player. In the NHL, he hardly ever gets mentioned, even when it comes down to his own position among the star players in the league. But he is that. And even in Pittsburgh, I get the sense that we overlook him a little bit. Maybe it's because there's been the same core in place for such a long time, and obviously there's No touching the stratosphere at which Sid and Evgeny Malkin operate. And maybe it's because we've seen other complementary players around Sid and Gino come and go. But if you wanted to find a category that you could assign to Jake right now, without waiting, without any hesitation, it's that he might be among forwards the best. Complementary player that Sid and Gino have had through their whole tenure. In that tenure, Sid's got nine seasons of 30 goals or more. Gino's got six seasons of 30 goals or more. The only other player in the plural is now Jake with two of them. Chris Kunitz didn't do it. Jordan Stahl didn't do it. James Neal didn't do it. Patrick Hornkvist didn't do it. Keep going right down the list. Jake is, I don't want to say the best of the rest, but that's not exactly the worst thing anybody could call you. When the context is this franchise. What a hockey player. Just what a hockey player this is. I know this does not make for the greatest podcast material. I know it's always more compelling to hear someone who's hosting one of these shows get all up in arms about some kind of controversy or whatever else here. I'm sorry. I don't operate that way. When somebody is doing something special, I like to step back from it and say, hey, hang on a second. Let's try to appreciate this. That's what this player is. That's what he deserves. When we come back just one question... Today's J1Q comes from Mikey who asks, why don't we just trade all our bad guys for all of their good guys plus cap space? To which he adds, really though, this team has their hands on the reins. Yeah, Mike, I gotta admit that after the trade deadline on Monday, I had a bit of a queasy feeling and I I wasn't exactly sure why. I was writing my column for DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I had to type out for the first time what the full return was for Raquel, what got sent back to Anaheim. And lo and behold, when it's all in one set of bullets like that, I got to feel for the first time that it was Zach Aston Reese, Dominic Simone, and then some other stuff. And at the very pit of my reporter's stomach realized that this would now lend credence to every bad trade suggestion that comes from every direction for the next millennium. Because when people say, well, just add more players to the deal, Uh, here's another guy I don't want. Throw him into the deal. And you say, well, listen, that's not how it works. You know, you're being a responsible reporter and you correct them. Teams don't want to add players. They want to make sure that they're managing cap space. And then Anaheim keeps pouring it on. And it becomes the dreaded package deal. Oh, no. Everyone. Puts forth package deals. Thing is, package deals almost never happen. This one was the ultimate package deal. This one was one that if you boarded the flight, you'd have to pay an additional $30 for every component that was grafted on. Draft pick. Prospect. Cap space. Five total components. Ultimate package deal. Yeah. Whatever. You know, on a serious note, I will say that I thought Raquel performed uh, reasonably well. Uh, I I mentioned that in the first segment, but uh elaborating a little bit, he seemed like he got comfortable right away uh with the speed of Jeff Carter and Kasperi Kapitan actually should have had an outstanding assist right off the bat. Kapanen just couldn't handle this pass that he made through Kapitan was left for what should have just been a, a redirect for a goal. But I'll also point out that Columbus scored on its first power play well as the Penguins' first power play of the season without having Aston Reese and or Simone. It wasn't really anybody's fault. It was a point shot by Zach Wierenski that kind of squirted through Tristan Jari, and Gustav Nyquist was there to poke it home. But it's still not what you wanted, you know, your first night, the PK without two guys that have been doing it for you for a while, again, especially Aston Reese. So there's some work ahead. It's not like the trade was some kind of mega steal. As I mentioned, there were a lot of components Anaheim's challenge now with making the most of those components with the goalie prospect, Kali Klang, with the second-round draft pick this summer. That'll tell the tale of the trade itself, but from the Pittsburgh perspective, what you wanted was what you saw, which was Raquel going out there and looking like he'll fit in. There were a lot of little things to his game that I liked that I think will help this team. At both ends of the rink, but especially on offense. And let's remember where it's especially needed. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. I'm heading up to Buffalo today to cover the game against the Sabres. It's a 738 8 p.m. faceoff, and we'll be right back here tomorrow to talk about it.